Yo, 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 what up, man? Happy New Year, everybody. Football without hesitation. We're back after the our holiday break. There's, there's December. There's nothing going on. Well, I mean, especially at the end of December. Anyway, we're back. It's 2020, new decade, new year, new MLS. Fuck, MLS has 30 fucking teams now by 2025, whatever, or 2023, I think. But anyway, definitely by 2025, be 30, 30 teams in Major League Soccer, dude. How about that? But anyway, I am Oz, as usual, here, sitting in the laboratory, doing uh, getting ready. It's going to be a good one, man. I mean, again, not even after that long break, not, not much has really happened. Um, But I am back. And, yeah, again, you can follow me. Uh, at FWH Podcast on Instagram, uh, at Baldini10 on Twitter. Uh, but, yeah, definitely the Instagram, FWH Podcast. Uh, that's the, the best way to keep up with, see what I'm doing. Again, there's nothing really, I don't know. I drove by Avaya the other day because I went by the, the airport, but I didn't get a chance to stop. I just ended up going downtown and get some drinks. But, anyway. Talking San Jose Earthquakes, talking MLS. We have to talk MLS. I mean, Golden Calf Champions League is gonna is gonna start up before the season, so I mean, we we definitely have to talk about that. So we're gonna get into that uh, national team stuff, regular season. Oh, the schedule's coming. Oh, I gotta go up. Actually, gotta go pull that up. Um. So yeah, let's get into this, man. Let's 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 talk again. The, the most major news that has happened since the the break is the. The the Quakes signed Espinosa. That was the the big the big deal. Well, I mean, Alan Pulido. Also, there were there was talks that the Quakes were interested. This and that. It's gonna be like eight million dollar transfer fee to get him. So that would have been I, again. Not that I don't. See, well, no, I definitely don't see. <laughs> I don't see the Quakes front office. Spending eight million dollars to sign somebody again, unless they're they're very very certain that 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 would pay off. But at the moment, I don't I don't see that. But what they did, they did break a record. They did break a record for their transfer for signing Espinoza. Um, yeah, he was on loan, and obviously, dude, come on, they didn't win one match. <laughs> When he wasn't there, uh, Almeida himself has said, "You know, if we don't have Espinosa in the lineup, we we change our we have to change our tactics. We change the way we play our our game." And he's you know he's a linchpin, integral part of the formation, and yeah, and I, he seemed to enjoy it. I mean, the dude didn't he was bouncing around place to place. He, he was on loan, you know. He's always been on loan from at this place to the other place. One year here, one year there, bouncing from country to country. Um, and I, his kid was born here, so I must be, you know, like, hey man, your kid's an American man. You can't take your kid from America. <laughs> um, but no, I, I think he, you know, seemed like he wanted some stability. And San Jose's a great fucking town, man. San Jose is a great town, especially if you could afford to. If you can afford to live there, it's a, it's a it's a nice town. <laughs> but anyway, dude, they needed it. You needed to sign Espinosa. That that was 
That was just all all there was to it. The, the Quakes had to do everything in their power to do that, and it looks like they did. Once again, they said it was a record transfer fee. They don't say what those are. But, um, again, I, I don't know if they paid a transfer fee for Innocent or um, Jalo or something, but I'm sure a million dollars was probably around what they had spent in the past I, I don't know what it was for Espinosa. I doubt it was eight the eight million that it it was rumored that Kansas City spent for Pulido, but but anyway, that who cares? Who cares about that shit? That's not money that comes that we get. But the important thing is that he is signed. That was a big part. Of, you know, I don't know, dude. Almeida would have figured something out. Almeida's a damn good manager. He would have figured something out. But the Quakes, without Espinosa or without signing a player with Espinosa's abilities, would it, that next season would be fucking tougher. Especially again, two teams have been added. Nashville's coming into the Western Conference. It's going to be that much more difficult to get into the playoffs this year. So. It, it was really important, you know. And dude, how about that, man? How about um, I'm sure people are making. I mean, yeah, a bunch of people are talking about it, but it seems like every week, well, especially last month, it, teams were signing players, and it was just like record-breaking transfer fee, record-breaking transfer fee, record-breaking transfer fee. I'm not say like the floodgates aren't opening, but the dam is cracking, man. Like it's it, there's. These owners are starting to realize that there are returns. If you have a competitive team, it will actually make money. <laughs> um, again, I don't know, I guess depending on your stadium situation, but a lot of these teams have their own stadium now. I mean, most of these teams have their own stadium now. And it looks like a lot of owners are seeing, hey, if we get a good team and we get asses and seats, they will. these people will spend money. I mean, it's people... You know, they'll buy concessions, they'll buy merch, and and yeah, but you got to spend that money to have that competitive team, and a lot of teams are doing that, man. And like I said, every week it seemed like oh, record breaking, record breaking, um, and yeah, I mean that that's interesting. <laughs> that that's interesting to me. Um, they're they're now out there competing. Again, not not toe to toe, but. They're competing with Liga Amekis for their players, you know. That's uh, you know, and so and they're winning. Sometimes MLS is winning, um, and I don't know. That's interesting to me because, uh, I mean, again, where I'm from, everybody around me is they're all Mexican. They all follow Liga Amekis. They very little of them have any respect for Major League Soccer, and they see it more as a novelty than anything, or they still have that retirement league mentality. Um, but I just keep thinking as, as I guess, ignorant, you know, being, Oh, just like an American, like, Oh, we we're America. We always win. But I mean, this is just one that just seems kind of inevitable just because of how the United States is set up with not only the young people, but the immigrant population, like soccer is gonna grow, There's, and especially a a good domestic league, it's it it 
like I said, it's it, it'll never be the NFL or anything, but it it could definitely be a big major league that that people follow generationally. And dude, it's celebrating twenty five fucking years, man. Twenty five years. So I, I again, people, the twenty year olds were born. I mean, twenty yeah, people that are twenty years old right now. Were born when the league was already five years old. You know, it was still, ooh, it was still coming together. Uh, but anyway, twenty-year-olds, you know, people that are now entering, that are, are going to college or entering the workforce, or you know, starting to to go out there and explore, were raised with Major League Soccer. You know, it, it was possible for somebody who is now again twenty years old to have been raised around, uh, you know. San Jose Earthquakes, DC United, you know, whoever these teams were, you know, the originals. Um, and that's fucking crazy. That's fucking crazy. And to see again this year the the record amount of spending. Cause again, I it, it's not I don't think it's too crazy. I, I don't think that there's this kind of arms race where, you know, teams are going out there spending twenty, forty million dollars on a player or something, something that, that like at the moment won't ever get a return. They're being really shrewd. It, it, it's, it's interesting. People can talk all the shit they want. But I mean, there's a reason why a lot of these dudes are, are billionaires or super, super or very wealthy uh, is they're very shrewd business people. They 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 can read the tea leaves kind of thing, and um yeah, while they're spending a lot, they're not spending this crazy amount that you're like, ooh, that's unsustainable. But I don't know. They got to make money. That that's the thing. Will will it turn into a product that people will go see? I you know I will. I love it. I don't know. And I might. And the Quakes aren't necessarily one of these big spending ass teams, but. They signed Christian Espinosa, dude. How about that? How about that? You got Chris. They got him. So, so I mean, what? That's the question now. So, is this it? Is the roster complete? Um, they uh, Jesse Farinelli. I, I don't know when it was, but there was a. He was an interview in MLSsoccer.com, and he was saying, "Yeah, I I got a." I got to get the roster ready. Like I got to get it complete now. And again, this was in December and he said, I, you know, we're going to start training. I made that trains tough. You know, it, it's a difficult training. So you don't want somebody coming in halfway through, through, you know, the off season training. You want, you want them ready right the first day that the training starts. And um, so it, it looks like, from again, from hearing or reading that, it it seems like this roster is is pretty complete, and I'm not gonna say I'm not I'm not complaining because there's definitely holes, big holes, um, but it's a good start. This is a pretty decent, you know, it's it's a pretty solid roster as as it's built right now. Once again, only because now that for sure Christian Espinoza has been signed. He just makes such a fucking big difference. Again, I think they were like 04 and 1, 03 and 1 or something like that. Uh without Christian Espinosa, it, it's it's amazing. I mean I mean you, you can see it. You can, when, when you watch the game, it, it's it's a completely different team. They're different definitely 
play a different game and it just doesn't work. Does not work. Um, but but yeah, again, it, it, that was that was the biggest question of the off season. And dude, how about that, dude? It's is amazing. I, I mean, I don't know. Knock on wood, right here. Knock on wood on the freaking table, right here. But um, how what this off season could have gone so bad, and in in, in Quake's history, that's that's what it should have gone. Could have lost Almeida. Wando could have retired, and Espinosa could have gone back to Spain. <sighs> Holy. Fuck. Where the hell would we be right now? Where would we be as fans if that was the case, man? Ooh, that'd be a tough one. That'd be a tough one. But anyway, but instead we got the complete opposite. All three. Three for three. Definitely would have loved, you know, striker, solid left back, so a, a, a backup center back. You know, that, that position is getting kind of kind of thin but you know all in all it's pretty again for for historically for the quakes he would love them to be as as aggressive as possible but this is once again steps in a positive direction um i i don't know if they're fast enough for some people some people demand instant change um but dude if you've Spend any time around this team, you'll you'll know these are positive moves. Really positive moves. Now, if they could just fucking sell, market the stadium. Did you see that? All of a sudden, it's called Earthquake Stadium. No more Avaya. Sorry. Sorry, Avaya. Hung up that phone. Um, now what? Dude, how are you... Again, I don't understand business or, I mean, business at that level. But how are you going to be in the middle of fucking Silicon Valley, right next to the airport with a view of the downtown skyline? How are you going to be there? These companies, some of these companies fucking print money and... You can't make a deal. I mean, I don't know. I know everyone has their own opinion of this and that, but for you can't, you can't sit down with Apple. <laughs> I tell you, you can't sit down with Apple and and come up in Apple Stadium, the Treehouse. Oh shit, homie. No, but anyway, dude, and that's just Apple. You have Apple, dude. Salesforce, a little company called Google. Face, I mean, dude, it's it is insane the amount of ginormous corporations that are around there. But I, I mean, I guess what what is it like? They don't want to be like associate. Oh, people get drunk at soccer matches, or I don't know. It's weird. I I I, I guess I'm I'm just <laughs> I'm just telling company. Oh yeah, what's what's twenty million dollars? What's $20 million to a company that makes like a fucking $100 million a day? But that's not my money. Shit. Come to me fucking, nah. But I, again, I hopefully, because you got no jersey sponsor, no stadium sponsor, and you're spending record amount of money for players. 
and it's only eighteen thousand seat stadium. It's not it's not the biggest stadium. So if you want to make that money back, you got to sell the team. Well, not sell it. I mean, well, you want to sell the team, the whole team, go for it. But I'm mean, sell the team to the city, sell the team to Santa Clara, sell the team to the businesses. Let them know, hey, this we have in San Jose a soccer team that has history in this league that has won championships in this league that has some some of the most legendary players in this league have played for this team and here they are and the league is about to emerge it's about to you know looks like it it it's keeps growing it's going to be on fucking over the air fox like eight times or something right at least I don't know, a fair amount of times. But uh, to me, that's huge. That's huge if people, anybody, I mean, at this point, I don't, I don't know, you know, most people have cable or they stream, but the fact that it's over the air, so many, and sorry, local broadcast television or whatever, but a lot of people just put the, the local TV on just, you know, has background noise. But if that if that starts being MLS matches, dude, you're going to eventually get a, a really, this this league has really good rivalries now, really close games. And eventually you, somebody's going to just be watching and, and, and get stuck and be like, what is the, wait, what? This is, this is, this is major league soccer. Like, holy shit. This is not what I expected. Um, but anyway, I digress enough about money. As I take a sip of my coffee. Um, no. Okay. Okay. Let's get into this. Um, dude, Jackson Ewell, JT Marcinkowski, called up to January camp by Greg Berhalter. Dude, Triple G. They call him Triple G. Come on. Um, so, yeah, dude. Jackson Ewell, JT Marcinkowski, no, no Nick Lima. Does that mean that? he is not being considered or does that mean because I mean there's a lot of young players a lot of MLSers called up um this is definitely kind of an experimental um opportunity for younger players to to come up or to play so is Nick Lima I mean because he he didn't have that good of a season for the San Jose Earthquakes but he had a pretty solid campaign for the national team so I mean I don't know is is he a regular call up now and that's why he didn't get called up because um, I mean one of the speaking of regular call ups Jackson Ewell is on the cusp of that man dude <laughs> dude Jackson Ewell that dude that dude's been that dude's been fun to watch develop um, when he first would start getting minutes with the Quakes. Um, he made a lot of mistakes, but damn, every once in a while he would make these fucking passes. Every once in a while, I mean, he would attempt these passes, and a lot of the times he, it wouldn't. You know, <laughs> a lot of the times they wouldn't work. A lot of times it wouldn't work. And again, at that team, that time the team wasn't the best, so it didn't really frustrate you that much because a lot of the other players' passes weren't working either. Um. But he would try these these ridiculous things, and again, you wouldn't get, or at least personally, I wouldn't get frustrated because every once in a while they would hit. 
So you're like, damn, he's really young and he's a t- he's trying those at the major league level. And every once in a while, he is connecting on these really ridiculous wild passes. He's got something. I, I you know, and as he's going, they're connecting more and more. And, and yeah, he's really maturing as a soccer player. And now he has fucking Matias Almeida to help him develop. And it looks like he's taking full advantage of that. And he seems to be well on his way. We'll see how that, um, this camp goes. Marcinkowski, again, he's another one that slowly, he's just been getting called up. Not, not for the big squad, but, um, definitely for the U- U23s, yeah, U23s, U19s. Uh, Marcinkowski's been a regular down there. So it's cool to see him get a shot with, uh, again upon the big, with the big team. It was going to be in Qatar. The, the camp was going to be held in Qatar, but, all of a sudden, we're fucking dropping bombs on people. All of a sudden, all, so uh, it's gonna be moving. Let's see. I don't know where the hell. Let's see if they said where it's gonna move. January camp twenty twenty uh, cancels. Wait, canceled. So they're just not gonna do it. Let's see. U.S. Let's see the statement. Due to has decided to postpone traveling to Qatar. In the meantime, we are working on alternative arrangements in preparation for the match against Costa Rica on February 1st at Dignity Health Sports Park. We are working with the Qatar Football Association to find an opportunity in the near future. Okay, yeah. I mean, they're probably going to practice in L.A. somewhere. The game's in L.A., so and that's where they... Okay. Anyway, so they'll probably have camp in LA. I don't know. It's my guess. But yeah, Jackson Ewell, JC, JC Martin, J. Oh my God. JT Martinkowski. Um, and we'll see if they get any playing time. I mean, Ewell will probably most definitely get playing time. Martinkowski. Uh, I don't know. That's more up in the air. And we'll see. We'll see. Again, dude, it's. Jackson Ewell is going to be really good. I, I, it's just me. Like I said, I, who am I? I'm not, I don't know shit. But from watching Jackson Ewell, I mean, I, he's not that, but he's like 23 or something. I guess what I'm trying to get at is I, th- I think he could go to Europe, 22. I think he could go play in Europe. I think he's got the kind of skills that, he he can go, he can go play there, and Quakes can make a little bit of little bit of cashola, and and that that's oh man, as as I mean, I I, would, I definitely want the team to get stronger. I I definitely want the team to create good players, but it'd be nice. Well, right now, while we have Almeida, who is known to develop players, it would be it'd be cool if. He could develop some players that we could sell out um, to bigger squads and to show that, hey, we can, we can be a selling team as well. You could come to the Quakes, come to come through, again, the development program, come play for the big team for a couple of years, and then boom, 
It's there's the pipeline, and they start bringing in money that way. Like I said, Avaya is not that big. It's not you know it's not the biggest stadium. You got to start being creative. You know, <laughs> there's no it's not Avaya. I mean, Earthquake Stadium. Oh, sorry about that. Earthquake Stadium, and, and you know, no stadium sponsor, no jersey sponsor. Got to find a way to make money. Anyway, I said I said I wasn't going to talk about money anymore. But anyway, good luck to Marcinkowski and Ewell. I'm gonna. I'm pretty sure we'll see Ewell on the pitch. And then, also wanted to talk about, dude, the full full season schedule has been released. The teases with that they released the schedule three months before the season starts, dude. It's January fifth right now. The season doesn't start till February 29th. Damn, that's actually not that far, but still, that's way too long. Come on, MLS, you got to figure something out. You got to do a little mini tournament or some shit in the winter. Um, but anyway, let's go through. Uh, you can read this on Centerline Soccer. I don't know how long, how much longer that's going to be up. I don't. I'm going to keep writing. It looks like I'm going to be keep writing till March. I know there's all kinds of controversy and all this shit about what happened with SB Nation and all that. Um, whatever. I'm not going to get into politics. But I'm going to keep writing till like March or till they tell me I can't, whatever. Um, but but anyway, I kind of broke down the, the schedule of some of the, the more, what I thought one of the more, some of the more important games were on there. Started with obviously February 29th, the first game of the season. They start at home at Earthquake Stadium. Again, Earthquake Stadium. If you call it a via, you will get fined. You'll get a fine. You'll get a ticket in the mail. Say, hey, phew, fucking copyright, bro. Can't do that shit. <laughs> um, but no, February 29th, start the season uh, with Toronto. Man, you want to want to start the season to, or you want to test to prove yourself at the beginning of the season to see if your little experiment is working? Yeah. Toronto's, Toronto's got a pretty good test. It's at home, dude, you know. It's at home, but Toronto, it's fucking Toronto. They're good. They, oh, they, they re-signed Michael Bradley. Damn. They barely made the playoffs last year, man. Goal differential got him in. And then um, March 21st, March 21st is cool because um, that's when they play, they play Sporting Kansas City, which means, oh, and this is at home as well. That's uh, Alan Pulido's coming. Alan Pulido coming over. Again, he was linked to the Quakes. He's obviously knows Almeida. He used to play with him uh, when Almeida managed Chivas. So th that's going to be interesting. You know, it adds a little spice to that one. A little, a little spicy spice. Um, and then after that, April 11th versus DC United. Doesn't really seem like what the fuck an Eastern Conference team in April. How is that a big game? Well, the reason it's a big game because twenty four years, twenty four years before, and well, twenty four years and five days before, uh, was the very first ever MLS match, which was you uh, San Jose Earthquakes versus DC United in Spartan Stadium. Back then, Earthquakes obviously were known as the Clash. They were the clash. 31,000 people, dude. 31,000 people. Come on. Avaya sits 18,000. 
That's what's that's what's up. Eric Wainalda, first league goal ever, first goal in San Jose Clash history, first goal at Spartan Stadium in MLS. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that, that's pretty cool, dude. Again, this league, it's the 25th anniversary. That's pretty fucking neat, dude. I mean, you can, yeah, that's 25 years is a, that's a quarter century. That's a, that's a, it's a fair amount of time. Um, they're redoing the, I mean, it's going to be so interesting. Yeah, the collective bargaining agreement is being redone. It expires in 25 days or something like that. And, so we'll see how that, you know, how that grows. And then 2022, I think the TV rights go up for sale again. And yeah, this, this league's gonna, it's going to continue to grow, man. It's fucking, it's a fun little league, dude. It's a fun little league. But anyway, on Saturday, April 11th versus DC United, they'll reenact the very first battle. Uh, the Quakes won it again, one to nothing. We'll see. We'll see. DC United's on the upswing. And then uh, April 18th, April 18th, they go down to Fort Lauderdale to take on one of the brand new teams, uh, Inter Miami CF. What the fuck does the CF stand for? Club de Football? Why? Anyway. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah. Inter, um, again, the cool thing there—that's brand new team, East Coast. Uh, again, David Beckham is part of the ownership group. They they're playing out in Fort Lauderdale, and um, so yeah, so it should be fun. That's cool. I, I hope it works out. It, it better for MLS, dude. Better for MLS if it works out. Miami is a big city. Obviously, a huge Hispanic population. Um, sports teams really don't seem to do very. I mean, I know the Heat when the Heat were huge. You know, when they had Wade and LeBron James and Bosh and all that, like they were a big deal. But like Miami's, dude, you go. It's. I mean, I, I've never been, but it's like it's got the beaches and the and the weather and stuff. You know, <laughs> like that. It's weird. It seems a lot of people don't want to be confined in a stadium especially indoors, but I guess soccer's outdoors, so maybe that'll help. But, yeah, it just it seems like sports seem to struggle down there because there's just way too much shit going on to just be sitting there watching stuff. So, but anyway, I'll, I hope it works out because if it does, fuck yeah. That's another team um, I get in the league. Better for better for the league. Miami's a, a a big international city. It'd be badass if MLS had a really successful team there. So more power to them. Good luck. That's again Saturday, April eighteenth. That's gonna be a good one, man. And then May 9th. May 9th versus LAFC. Fucking shit. This is gonna be a huge one. Only because uh, this is going to be LAFC's third year in the league. The Quakes have yet to beat them. And this is going to be Adavaya. And last season, Adavaya, the LAFC supporters completely took over one side of the stadium. They had that shit shaking. Like, literally, I have the fucking video. That shit was fucking wobbly, 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 wobbly. That was crazy. 
And again, what bugs me is, of course, they get their allotment, you know, whatever, 300, 500 away tickets. But in order for them, they took up like three whole fucking sections of Avaya. In order for them to do that, hella season ticket holders had to have sold their fucking tickets. Well, if you're a season ticket holder, you got to go to the L.A. games. You got, I mean, I'm not, I guess I, I can't force you or whatever, but dude. You got to go to the L.A. games. Um, but so, yeah, May 9th, there's another opportunity or to get their first fucking win against LAFC. And then June 13th, first Clasico. I mean, they might do one in the in the preseason, but first Clasico of the regular season, June 13th at in Carson versus Galaxy. I mean... No, no need to say anything there. I mean, that's just the classic. That's the rivalry. Slatan's gone, so of course they went out. They got themselves a like for like replacement in such a question, because of, of course everybody's been everybody's compared question to Ibrahimovic his whole career. Um, <laughs> I know. I mean, no disrespect, dude. Question's good. When he's good, he's good. I don't know what happened in Orlando. He just wasn't happy or something. But L.A., big, cool city. No disrespect to Orlando, but L.A.'s its own thing. Um, So, yeah, if he has a resurgence, that dude's fucking... That dude can be assist maestro. Uh, So, yeah, that's the first first classical on June 13th. And then the week, week after that, June 20th, back at Earthquake Stadium to face the other new team of the of the season, Nashville. Nashville SC comes to town, and not only is it exciting because, again, they're a new team, you get to see, you know, a completely new team, but also uh, Anibal Godoy might, might make a return. Uh, he was traded last season, traded last season for a good chunk of TAM, or gam, or jam, or ram, lamb, I don't know. Uh, but excuse me, did I, I must have made a note. Yeah, um, well, no, he was, yeah. He, but anyway, dude, he made 101 appearances for the Quakes. Big ups, Anibar Godoy. That dude was a workhorse when he was here. Um, so, yeah, it'd be nice to see him come back. It'd be nice to see the new team. And then June 27th. June 27th is the Cali, another, again, the second Cali Classico of the season. This one is at home. Well, home, home-ish. It's at Stanford. It's at Stanford Stadium, 50,000 people. Huge. Oh, man. I fuck. I, I, I know it. I, this is obviously a Quakes podcast, so obviously I'm, this is a special thing to me, but fuck no. I've been, you know, Candlestick, all the stadiums here in the Bay Area. The Stick, the Shark Tank, uh, Oracle, AT&T, the Coliseum, Levi's. But Stanford Stadium, oh, and even Memorial Stadium at Cal. Uh, that That's kind of comparable. But, yeah, there's something about the classic college football stadiums, I guess. You know, that's kind of nostalgic, I guess, for me. 
But something about these classic college football stadiums, these big giant bowls, concrete, you know, and fuck when it's when it's the classical there, it's just fuck. It's the classical first of all, which is already emotionally charged, but when fifty thousand people, you know, all supporting the Quakes, it's fucking. I, I mean, mostly, and it's it's fucking amazing. It, it, that's one of those for sure. Even if you don't like soccer or you do like soccer but not MLS and you want a, a big time experience, yeah. Do the do June twenty seventh classical at Stanford Stadium, dude. That's the shit. And uh so yeah, then then it goes October 4th, that's the October 4th versus Colorado Rapids, final match of the season, decision day. Where will the Quakes be at that point? Who knows? Does, will it matter? Will it not? I, I don't know. But yeah, October 4th, Colorado Rapids, they start the season at home, end it at home. That's going to be crazy. Um. But yeah, it's my quick little rundown right there. Quick little rundown of, of games that matter. And man, I apologize for it's gonna it's a long one. Man, I haven't done it for a while. I haven't done a while. We had to catch up. We had to catch up. I had a bitch about money for twenty goddamn minutes. <laughs> but anyway, this is the final thing we'll get into before I wrap this all up. Um yeah, like I said, we still have February twenty ninth is the start of MLS season, but before that um, we get, we still on February 18th, 11 days before this, the start of Golkakaf Champions League, which the Quakes are not a part of, but several MLS teams are. And I just want to give a quick little rundown of who's doing what. Um, yeah, on February 18th starts, uh, you know, Motagua versus Atlanta. Motagua, dude, Motagua is with, you know, they are one of the best teams in Honduras. Them in Olympia. They're like, those are the two top squads. And uh, so, yeah, so it, it's, it's, that's going to be a tough one. It's going to be a tough one. Um, Motagua recently, their last tournament, they made it to the, to the top five. I, I, they seem to do like a top five final. I don't know exactly how it works in the, in the Honduran league, but, they made it to the top five, did not win the championship, but they've they've won a lot in their history. And the, see, the, the interesting thing is, and this is where MLS teams get kind of screwed over, is on February 18th when Atlanta faces Motagua, Motagua will be eight matches into their season. And, and again, Atlanta will be 11 days away from the start of theirs. Um, so Atlanta is not going to be nowhere near ready or at game speed for this first match. And that being said, Motagua plays on the 15th. So even though it is a home at home match, so they don't have to fly anywhere. Um, they're going to have to decide is Atlanta weak enough that our League matter, matters more. Are we going to make our players play twice in three days? I don't know. It's going to be tough for them. But anyway, 
February 18th is going to be an interesting one. Also on February 18th, um, Leon versus LAFC. Leon, obviously, of Liga MX. They uh, finished second in Liga MX in the Apertura most recently, uh, but they lost to Morelia in the first round of the Liguilla. For them, the Clausera again starts the 10th. Clausura. Did I say Clausera? But the Clausura starts on the 10th. Um, so once again, they'll be into they'll be into their season. Um, they'll be at, at a different speed than LAFC, but at LAFC got something to prove. They're a really good team. We'll see. And then uh, after that, when is his next day? Wednesday. You got Saprissa versus Montreal. Little, little French connection there. Yeah. Saprissa versus Montreal. Saprissa is a 24 time champion of the Costa Rican League. So they're pretty good. They're pretty fucking good. Uh, they finished first place uh, in the Apertura, the 2018 19 Apertura. So I think that went from May to like December or something like that. Um, but yeah, they finished first. They lost in the first round. Lost in the first round uh, of the Liga or the playoff tournament. I don't know what they call it. Uh, then in the Clausura, they came in second. They came in second, made it all the way to the final where they lost to San Carlos. Um, San Carlos, again, being the their rival, the, the, the next best team in the Costa Rican League. Um, those two go at it back and forth year after year. Um, and uh, San, speaking of San Carlos, San Carlos takes on New York City FC. Man. Yeah, Montreal, New York City FC. Y'all got to deal with the best team in Costa Rica. Uh, but anyway, yeah, San Carlos takes on New York City FC. San Carlos finished third in the Apertura. They lost in the first round of the playoff tournament. And... But they finished first in the Clausura and they won the playoff tournament, which so then they faced Saprisa. Again, the they they faced Saprisa who who's playing Montreal. They beat they faced them in what's called the grand final. Saprisa won Apertura and San Carlos won the Clausura. So they faced each other for the grand final and San Carlos came up the victor. So, I mean, San Carlos, at the moment, has got the one-up on Saprisa. If you follow Costa Rican League, it's getting spicy down there. Um, yeah, so that's, that's New York City has to face. And then, finally, Seattle takes on Olympia, also from Honduras. Um, again, they are Motagua's rival. These are the two best teams in Honduras. And... Olympia's Olympia's on a roll. Olympia won the Apertura. The Clausura happens in the summer, but they won the the Apertura and the playoff tournament. These dudes are on a roll at the moment. If they could, I don't know what happens if they could win the Clausura and that final tournament as well. But I'm sure that that would be great for them. <laughs> I don't know if there's some kind of trophy for that or how rare that is in the Honduran league, but. Good luck to them. And uh, actually, a little MLS connection. Um, Jerry Bankston, who had 
10 goals for Olympia, the second second highest goal scorer on the team. He was actually a DP for New England Revolution from 2012 to 2015. So how about that, huh? A little MLS connection. Um, didn't play for Seattle, but did did spend three years, there were three seasons in New England. And, uh, yeah, that's your CONCACAF fucking preview. Uh, again, I apologize for the length of this episode. Usually I don't like to go for these 45 minutes, but um, it had been several weeks since I'd done this. This is the New Year's. Again, Happy New Year's to everybody. And, yeah, so we'll be back weekly, weekly updating you everything on San Jose Earthquakes, Major League Soccer, and CONCACAF. Dude, I'm, I'm in it. I'm in it. I'm a homer for it. I'm a champ. I'm a champion of the Champions League. I'm gonna get everybody around me as excited as possible. Nobody's gonna care, but I'm gonna get somebody. I'm gonna get somebody to care. <laughs> uh, but anyway, thanks for listening again. You can find this podcast, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you listen to podcasts. We're there. Uh, FWH Podcast on Instagram. Oz Cats. I was going to say signing out, but what the fuck? I don't have a catchphrase. Anyway, we'll catch you all next week. Peace.